Real Talk with Chris Roubaix and Julian Chavez. We are so happy to have you guys on today. Um, listening in, we are on camera right now. We are being recorded. All of this will be on our YouTube channel. So upload in about a day. Uh, we want you guys to watch it. You know, give us some feedback. Julian, what do you got to say about all this? This is our first time recording on camera. I'm really excited to to get this out, get you guys a lot of new content on Instagram so you could actually see us talking here in our office that we've set up in Brickell. Um, I think we're going to reach out to a lot more people like this. I think so too, man. I'm super excited about the content we got. We got our gear going. Uh, we're all mic'd up and everything, so we're trying to give you guys the best the uh, quality of, of listening. Um, we're getting to the 22nd century with all this gear here. All this gear, exactly. Well, first thing I want to talk about today is uh, just kind of like a little motivational thing. You know, I was thinking about, I was in the gym this morning. Uh, it's always good to go to the gym in the morning. I mean, Definitely. sometimes, sometimes I go in the morning, sometimes I go at night, just depending on what my schedule allows me to do. But when I'm in the morning, it's just good. You know, you get out, you're done. You don't have to worry about it for the rest of the Definitely. day. So I'm in there and I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? You know what? Everyone here on this earth has got a purpose, you know, um, People always say, you know, how are you successful at this or how, how can you reach this? Um, I think it's really about just being happy and then capitalizing on what you're happy about the, the most. And, uh, you know, finding a good balance uh, between your happiness and your goals and your achievements. You know, finding that, that niche where you really uh, strive and prosper and you want to continue growing in that space. And... By all means, keep keep going after it, and um, I think it's probably the best thing for you to, to keep doing that. So that's just kind of my my little motivational piece, you know, um, find what makes you happy and capitalize on it. So That is a really good motivation. I mean, I, I want to put that to work in my own life. Yeah. Example, selling real estate. I love selling real estate, and now, now I'm working really hard. It's easier to do something that you love to do. I mean, if you go to a job that you hate to do, you're not going to be motivated, right? Exactly. If you call it, if you call it work, it's probably, it's probably not work. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it really needs to come down to um, what makes you happy during the day, those tasks, those hobbies, and then just capitalizing on them so it doesn't have to feel like you're working. You yeah, know? why not? Life's too short to do something you don't really like. Exactly. Speaking of you don't really like, the biggest breakup of Valentine's Day. <laughs> biggest breakup, Amazon in New York City. Can you tell us why? So I hear it was because New York was, I'm, I'm not going to say the G word. All right, I'm going to say the G word. They got a little greedy. <laughs> they said, all right, what are you going to do for us, Amazon? Amazon flipped the middle finger and said, peace out. Have a good one. Yeah, well, Amazon was created a lot of jobs for them. 25,000 to be exact. I mean, if you think about that, that's, um, that's cities, you know? That's a whole city. Yeah, and that's a lot of revenue for... For, New, for the state of New York and the city that they're going to reside in. Yeah, that's more... People got to pay taxes on their income. Yeah, and it's, it's already like, you know, look at New York. They already got enough, you know, taxes and everything that's going through them. Great population. Um, I think specifically they were, they were mentioning stuff about the uh, traffic situation in New York, um, well, which is interesting. If I was New York, I would have done any, anything in my power to make... Amazon stay. I mean, with all the jobs that they were creating and all the extra revenue and income they were adding for the state of New York. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, um, and to say that you're home to the HQ for Amazon, the biggest company in the world. 
Well, right. So there was going to be one in Virginia and then one in New York, right? So they were going to split it. They said none of these United States cities can handle 50,000 jobs at once. Let's break up the headquarters into two headquarters and um, divide and conquer. But um, I don't know. I think... I think the next state is going to be Texas. We talked a little bit last time about yeah, Texas, man. Yeah, we did talk about Texas. They have a lot of room over there. Yeah, and I believe there's no income tax over there. It's kind of like Florida, the tax climate over yeah. there. I mean, it's a huge state, too. Got plenty of space. They got a lot of space. But, I mean, I don't know. Think about Amazon. Like, just think about how their companies built up. Like, New York would have really fit what I think they would be looking for. Yeah. But, you know, they also thought about Miami, too. Yeah, Miami... Would have been a cool place. A lot of jobs. I mean, I would have loved for them to come down to Miami. I wonder why they did it. Traffic, I heard. Traffic? Yeah. Yeah, we rank, I think, 12th worst in traffic. Which, worst traffic. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know how to get around here, and I get around pretty well. I mean, yeah, once in a while, I need to go through that rush hour traffic at 5 o'clock. <laughs> It'll take me an hour to get home, but... Yeah, that's me all the time, so... I mean, yeah, but you, you figure out how to drive around that, come on. Yeah, the <laughs> Miami drivers, they just kind of skip around that. Yeah. Make the hours 11 to 7 or something. Yeah. 9 to 5. Exactly. Mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I can do it. They want to be like a cool company like the like the Google headquarters, I'm assuming. What's the worst? I mean, have you like, you've traveled around a lot. What do you yeah. think is like the worst city with traffic that you would say? The worst city? Yeah. And actually driving traffic, New York for sure. Okay. But the thing is that they have the subway, which makes it so easy right. to get around everywhere. I mean, I was using the subway on my Google Maps and it was telling me where to get on, where to get off, how That's long does crazy. it take me, like what train to take and everything, what train and what line to take. So they had a really good wow. public transportation system over there. Yeah. They don't have that over here. I've been lost on the Brooklyn Mover. I don't know how many times. <laughs> I got to just start looking around at buildings. Um, Remember where you are. Yeah. I think, I think the worst city that I've been to for traffic, and it's probably because I've driven through it a lot, uh, is Atlanta. Uh, I yeah. mean, you go through there at noon, you're not moving. You're, it's just it's at gridlock noon. yeah and yeah, new oh. okay so then it's kind of like new york like there's permanent traffic everywhere right but like new york is new york so all of its city basically you yeah, know what i'm saying true. so unless you're out in the suburbs i'm sure it gets a little bit yeah there's less traffic out there obviously yeah. like any other suburb but the thing is they have a really good alternative i'm not sure does atlanta have something like that any type of public transportation system <sighs> i don't think so man i think that's maybe why um it's kind of hard to scoot around there but I mean, um, they have a busy airport there, too, at Atlanta, and that's, like, a main hub for some of these airlines, and um, I think it's just the amount of population, and and uh, I don't think it's, like, per square mile, like New York is, but I think it's just um, everyone's at the same place at the same time. Right. I mean, know, going so. back to New York, I mean, I still think that, they, that the state of New York lost uh, not getting Amazon there. Uh, I mean, another factor that goes into that is their, their taxes that their citizens are paying too much in taxes a huge uh new client base here in florida is going to be the people coming down from new york because the taxes are just too much over here we don't have that income tax here right no yeah it's interesting and um you know i'm seeing it would save a lot of money coming down here that's going to be like a new foreign investment that we have in miami i'm i mean they're thinking about coming down to florida because all of florida doesn't have the tax has a slight tax break, but I mean, I'm thinking Miami. What's the closest thing in Florida to New York? It's Miami, obviously. You look outside right here. We got towering buildings with as nice views as New York. I don't care what anybody says. Right. Yeah, I like how you phrase that. You know, um, we're seeing a huge um, deficit in international buyers coming in and investing. 
And what you said really does cap it off. And that is, um, you know, New York is the new international investor. So I think it's cool to realize those trends and kind of watch where they go. And, you know, we talked about last last podcast about, um, I think they, New York missed out on like over $3 billion in expenditure or something from... Well, yeah. I mean, they're, they're taxing their, their citizens too much, especially the highest tax bracket. And they're gonna they're gonna be losing a lot of a lot of people that are gonna come down to Florida and get the tax break, and they're just gonna make Florida's economy stronger. Right. <laughs> and they're they're I mean not to say that it's gonna happen quickly, but it'll happen eventually. People aren't gonna want to give give away their money anymore. Right. With when they could go to an alternative place, which Miami is just as nice as New York, and and save a lot of money and still be able to keep their businesses going with computers and stuff. You could run a business off your laptop now. Exactly. You don't actually have to. Not everybody has to still go into the office and actually be physically present in New York, especially the bosses. Yeah, it's getting interesting, especially with technology. You know, people don't even have to to show up to meetings in person anymore. You know, you can just do that over the phone. And it's not like they're moving to to some small city in Alabama. They're moving to Miami. I mean, yeah. look outside. We see the Miami River right here. We see the huge buildings, amazing views. Right. I don't know if it gets better. And then on top of that, in the wintertime, it doesn't get to 20 degrees where it's snowing. Yeah. It's 60 degrees maybe like three days out of the year. (laughs) Or even worse, it's sunny one day and it's snowing the next. Uh, Little shout out to my my hometown people. (laughs) It just happened to them. It was was 60 degrees out and then yesterday it snowed. Just so everybody knows, Chris is from St. Louis. I am from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Mighty proud, you know, uh, go Cards, uh, go Blues. Uh, those Those are my teams right there. But um, I had to come down here. It's just so beautiful. I couldn't pass it up. Um, yeah, the weather up there is too volatile. I can't handle it. It's hard. Yeah, it's, for, it's wild over there. It's hard to wear outfits over there, you know? Sometimes you got to wear pants. Sometimes you got to wear shorts. You got to wear, like, three different pairs of clothes. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So your closet's all messed up. It's a big mess. I can't do it. wake up, it's, like, 30 degrees, but then in the afternoon, it's going to be 80 degrees. Exactly. That That's there? how it works over there. Yeah, exactly. So couldn't do it. Sorry. Okay. I'm down here. I mean, I mean. So should we move on now? To I want to explain to people how you could get started with investing. Yeah. Go start talking about that. Yeah. Okay. And then I want to talk about the the, the changes that, that are going on in Miami. Okay. Well, this is going out to people, younger people, that have good paying jobs, but they just don't have two hundred grand to start investing. People think that you have to invest with a whole lot of money down. You really don't have to invest with a whole lot of money down. I mean this goes out to people making forty to eighty thousand dollars a year. You can start investing in real estate at a young age and start getting cash flow in and start getting appreciation after all the years. You maybe buy one property a year, two properties a year, or one every other year or whatever and start adding up. I mean I want to give you an example with actually facts and numbers here so you can understand it. Uh this, I'm going to start talking about, I mean, a condo you could find, probably find in the Kendall area, a 2-2 probably, somewhere around $160,000, okay? So you want to put down 25% down so you don't have to pay any type of private mortgage insurance. That's what I've been, that's what I'd recommend. You don't have to. There's other programs to come with 10 or sometimes even less if the condo is approved. But $160,000 condo, 2-2, uh, somewhere in Kendall, Florida, that's... I believe that is a $40,000 down payment. Okay, so you're coming with $40,000. There's a few extra costs because of closing costs, somewhere around $45,000 when to calculate. Okay, and then your monthly payment for on a 30-year mortgage for that would be 
1144 a month, okay? That includes an association of $300 a month and property taxes of $2,400 a year, give or take. All those numbers fluctuate, but you're looking around $300 a month for HOA, $2,400, $2,500 in property taxes, depending exactly where the property is located. And insurance? Well, How much do you think for insurance? Well, you, you want to include the insurance inside the monthly association payment. Okay, if you yeah. want to get extra insurance, you could, and it'll be something right. cheap. Something around 50 bucks a month. But investment purposes, you don't really need insurance because it's covered with the association. Right. Okay. Uh, a 2-2 two -two in Kendall. Uh, we could probably rent that for fifteen fifty a month. I mean, Chris can rent it for that. I don't know yeah. about other realtors. Yeah, <laughs> we can do that. So you'd be looking at a $406 profit every month. Every month. Times that by 12. That's times 12. That's forty eight seventy two a year. And then if we divide that by the down payment amount, that's a 12%. 12% cap rate. 12% cap rate. That's a strong cap rate, guys. I mean... Look at your bank. Whatever money you have in the bank, I promise you you're not getting more than 1% on that. <laughs> I yeah. mean, we can make that 11 by buying a property that's going to appreciate over years. And that, by the way, was calculated at a 5% interest rate, which if you have good credit, you might right now be able to get like a 4.75. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think 12% uh, is very strong. Um, what else was I going to say? That's a good deal. Like. Me, me and Chris could help you negotiate the price, get that a little bit lower for you. Right. So, you know, you also have the capital appreciation on the back end that could possibly happen as well. You know, this market um, is doing really well. You know, the stock market just went up a lot yesterday. Um, up 400 points. Plus. Yeah. So, it's, it's, everything's going pretty good right now, I'd say. So, um, who knows? You know, maybe it'll keep going up and then, you know, pop it for more than what you bought it for. And then... it'll, it'll keep appreciating no matter what. Exactly. Man. When we talk about the 12%, it's really just based off of That's just what you're getting from income, right? So you have uh, price equal, or I'm sorry, profit equals um, income plus capital appreciation. Right now you're focusing on the less riskier side, which is the income approach. If you wanted to focus more on the capital appreciation approach, you know, you're going in there and you're gonna go and put some money at it or, uh, or do something, fix it up and then flip it, um, which is more risky and uh, more towards capital appreciation, but we're talking about stuff that everyone does. Everyone does it. This building does it. This building does it. This building does it. All of them do it. And um, it's a good way to make money. So It's a good, safe way to do it. I mean, we're talking about a mining Florida. If, if your property is not rented, it's because, they're not, it's because you don't have it priced correctly. Right. Not because there's not enough people to fill it up. In Miami, we always have enough people to fill up all the apartments. So that's a great way to get started in buying real estate. I mean, 40... Forty to forty-five thousand dollars. Get yourself a nice two-two condo that you always have rented out. Right. I mean, it's not. It's not really a risky move because you know Miami is always gonna have a strong rental market. Even if something crazy happens, the economy happens to crash, people still need to live somewhere, and they're gonna end up renting when they default on their current mortgages. Right. So someone's gonna end up filling your place, and on top of that, over a lot of years, it'll end up appreciating. You'll be able to raise your rents. I know a landlord that raises his rent $50 every year. Yeah. And I do it for him. <laughs> you know, you're talking about filling up these places. Um, you know, what kind of lo locations do we see that kind of fill up the quickest, you know? I mean, the quickest, it depends. We were talking about that article today. Okay. Oh, you're talking about the crossings. The crossings, yeah. Okay. Well, I was reading this article today that was really interesting to me. Uh, the best place to buy a house, according to... Go banker, bankingrace.com, which gets all their information from Zillow right. and the MLS. 
says of the crossings, a small city in Miami, Florida, which is close to Kendall, basically Kendall. If you've heard about Kendall, just think about Kendall. It's a smaller city in there, occupies 22,000 people. And the reason that it's ranked that high is based on the quality of the area, based on the income of the people that are there, and based on the income to to the amount that they can afford ratio, what they're actually getting. Price to income. So right. like people, some people maybe here in Brooklyn think that they work really hard and they've only afforded one bedroom condo. Right. Yeah, it's all about the price to income ratio. You know, I was sitting in class the other day and uh, one of my professors who does a lot of analytics of the city, um, Miami has a very high price to income ratio, meaning most people um, spend more on their home than what they actually make. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, so like in here, in this area, it's probably, um, I think the median is like around, the median... Uh, Income is around a hundred grand. Okay. Right. So um, it changes all over the place, but you know you also have to. So let's say that median is a hundred grand, right? But you know the housing is a lot more expensive over here, so it kind of messes up the the right. ratio a little bit, and um, that's what they're really gathering from. From um, oh, talking about the crossings for it. Yes, right. talking about okay. the crossings is that price to income ratio. So right, and that's a big deal. Uh, that's a great place I would recommend someone to start investing. It's a smart, easy, safe investment. If you want to do something more risky, you can start flipping houses. You can use hard money loans, but you could, you could go upside down and lose a lot of money. But there's higher risk and higher reward and everything. Exactly. I mean, the stock market, the real estate market, everything. Like, no market is easy. But if you want to make a good, solid investment that you know will be good, 12% return, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Whatever money you have in the bank, if you have forty grand in the bank, forty-five grand, it's not making you more than one percent, maybe two percent. If you were to put money into the S and P five hundred right now, they say on average, over the next decade, you will make ten percent on your return. Right. Okay. That's just blindly just throwing in an S and P five hundred. But anything could happen there. I'm sorry. Anything could happen when you. Well, yeah. So. Anything can happen and, you know, people pick their stocks on different risk levels and what they're about to do and stuff. But just as a, as a, I guess, kind of like a standard, as a benchmark, you know, throw your money in S&P 500, it's going to return probably 8 to 10% over 10 years, right? Over 10 years. So uh, that's, it might be up one year, it might be down one year. So um, it all kind of depends on what your strategy and what you're looking for. Right. And also... Going back to investing in what we had given you an example of as a 2-2 in Kendall, your cap rate actually gets higher as you go on because you raise the rents as it goes on. In three years, right. you can rent that place that we had for fifteen fifty, for fifteen hundred, for sixteen, sixteen fifty. So we're not looking at twelve percent cap anymore. We're looking at thirteen, fourteen, and as the years goes on, it goes hiring, it goes increasing, and also, I mean, what's great about buying real estate. Because you could also use it kind of like a bank. Like after a bunch of years, if you paid off a lot of it, and for some reason you have like some type of family emergency, you could cash out money from it yeah. to refinance, get a credit line out of it. It's good for emergencies also to own real estate, so you can take money out of it. Tax so advantages. Definitely, you write off, write off the interest on there. Right. It's. I mean, you, you make it a business. Yeah, it really is. I agree. And I think, um, you know, we talked a little bit about Kendall last time, and um, I think it's it's a good place to start out, but um, definitely that's what that's, I recommend. Yeah, that's where I started. I was over there, but couldn't do the traffic, man. That's all it was. Yeah, but if you live in Kendall, you live in Kendall. If you live in Kendall, you go to the Kendall Publix. <laughs> you, go the, you go to the Kendall Malls, Dayline. It's the burbs, man. It's, it's the suburbs over yeah, there. Yeah, but you want the views. I understand. Yeah, 
But uh, speaking of the views, man, I can't get so this out So what are you upset about now? <laughs> so upset, man. Triggered. Now, um, the Miami Tower, a lot of you might know, it's the big tower with the beautiful lights. I mean, it's the only one in Miami that stays, like, actually lit. Like, all of it is lit. Like, there's not one line on it that is out, ever. And this past week, they have officially taken down the total bank sign. And usually, I really wouldn't care about the the changes that are going on with that, but... <laughs> The Total Bank logo is so sick. It used to look so beautiful up there on top of that building. Um, thank God I was able to see it in its, in its heyday, its beautiful glory. It's, it's had that Total Bank sign on there since the 70s. We're I definitely going to miss that here. That, that was kind of not really like a landmark, but you just knew if you're looking outside your Brickell apartment, you're going to see the Total Bank sign. Yeah, man. Total Bank was... It was just... Uh, so who bought them out? So City National Bank, they did the uh, merger. So Total Bank used to be owned by um, a uh, international bank in Miami, uh, Bank Salvador. And uh, they got bought out by City National Bank in uh, June or July of 2017. So the merger's kind of been in its process. And they finally reached this location, which surprises me because this has got to be one of their biggest real estate assets across there nation you know that they might have it's 142,000 square feet that they're renting out from Miami Tower so it's a big building doesn't look building it doesn't look that big from here but um when you're paying the mortgage on that it's pretty big (laughs) yeah that's got to be over 50 stories you think right yeah probably definitely yeah we're we're looking at it right here (laughs) you can't tell we're looking at it it's beautiful uh, for the people listening on the podcast rather than watching the video it's got the Miami lights on it so it's got the heat colors, does all this stuff. Do you know what building's also pretty sick? The Intercontinental? Yeah. Downtown. The Dancing Lady. Oh, the Dancing Lady. Yeah, that's what everybody knows. I mean, if they get rid of that, I think I'm moving from Miami. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm that's the... From Miami. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's a hotel, right? That's a hotel, yeah. It's yeah. not... You can't... There's you can't a nice a there. cluster of hotels over there. Uh, one Miami. Yeah, definitely. It's a nice hotel. Yeah, they have uh, a nice article about um, the owner of that. Who also owns the uh, the W hotels? They control. Oh, the owner of SPG. Right. Okay. Yeah, these guys they control you know sixty four billion dollars in real estate oh, assets. Yeah. That was a pretty sick interview they had with A Rod. Not sure why A Rod's trying to get involved in business now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man, come on, you played third base for the Yankees. What do you know about business? You know how to you know how to ground up. You know how to get a ground up. Throw out the guy at first. We'll see. I think he's uh, you know he's a he's a good guy, man. He's got a. He's got a nice wife, so... He's trying to... He's, he's grinding it out. He's I trying he's, to make a splash for himself, man. Yeah, I think he's grinding it out. I mean, out I understand we're trying to make a splash ourselves. But. Yeah, I saw him on Shark Tank the other day, which I yeah, watched. Yeah, I on Shark Tank. I watched religiously, all right? My cha- my TV does not see any other channel besides CNBC. <laughs> it just stays on there. I don't even know where the remotes are. All I know is how to turn it on, and that's it. But why is he... But how is he getting himself in the business world? Like, what background does he have? I know he's starting like the gyms now, which is cool. He's starting off, but he's starting off being a businessman. Why are people? I think that's to what him? it is. I mean, like he's just starting out, and um, I think people just read like a few contracts, you know. Because he's famous with MLP, which I understand. He's using that to his advantage. But come on, everyone else that's on Shark Tank grinded to get where they are. They're not just starting off in their small businesses and on there. Like Mark Cuban owns a professional baseball team. I mean, professional basketball team. Right. And much other assets as well. Yeah. Everyone else. Uh, the real estate investor, the guy that was a clothing brand. Right. 
Yeah, man. It's kind of, uh, it's interesting, you know, all sorts of surprises. Yeah. We'll see from uh, all these people. But one big surprise that I saw this past week, man, they found a tiger in, uh, what, what was it, Houston? Houston, Texas? Was it a Houston house? It was an abandoned house with a tiger in it. What would you do if you just like, like, what would you do if you walked into a house, you're like, okay, we're in Kendall. This is a 3 2. We're showing it to an investor. 1,700 square feet. Uh, it's bank owned property. Um, let's go check it out. Open the door. Tiger in a cage. This is an asset. <laughs> Does it come with the house? <laughs> I'm trying, I'll, be selling, I'll be trying to sell the tiger first. All right, yeah. so you want the house, it's 170. If, if you want it with the tiger, we're, we're looking at 200. 200. Okay, cut it flat. That's even. It's a trained tiger. He knows to stay inside. It's got to be gone by the end of the day. Okay. No, why were they leaving the tiger there, man? That's not nice. Yeah, I heard it was overweight too. So I mean, I guess that's a good thing. I guess it wasn't like malnourished or anything. Yeah, I guess so. But it probably didn't get enough exercise. It couldn't run probably around. Probably didn't. Yeah, that's probably what it was. I don't even know if tigers eat or run around. I'm not 100 sure. Man. Did I tell you about that article I saw the other day that? Someone, it was, it was kind of similar. They were checking out a real estate owned property, a yeah. bank owned property, and they walked in and they realized that there was a booby trap set up on the stairs. Bro. And the way they realized it was that they saw like a wire hanging down the stairs and they were like, what is that? Like, what does that lead to? And they hit it from far away and a huge thing came down with a huge knife coming out, basically like 5'8, like the average male height that would have chopped through my neck. Oh, yeah, man. Not for me. Um, I, you know, walking into some of these properties is already scary enough. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Like, I mean, what did the guy think? The guy that lost the property, like he thought that the owner of the bank was going to walk in there and check out the property? Of course not. It's going to be someone like me or you showing it to an investor. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. It is kind of crazy if you think about it, you know. What was that guy trying to do? What was his intent, you know? He's trying to kill the guy that owns the bank that got the house from him. Yeah, he pay like it off. that guy's going to walk into your house, man. Do you know how many guys you foreclosed this past year? Jeez. He didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. There was some other news this week about um, Tommy Hilfiger, which I love the clothing brand, by the way. You know, a lot of people will be like, oh, Tommy's his aunt. Dude, I think they're sweet. They're classic. Uh, they got the good colors. It's cool. I like Ralph Lauren. I feel like a lot of people are on. I, I was on Polo for a little bit, you know. Um, but then, when you know, Tommy's just kind of classic. By the beach, you know, put on a nice little... Classic um, college shirt, go around the town. But anyway, since we're talking about that, Tommy Hilfiger, they bought um, they bought a hotel on on Miami Beach a couple of years back. Uh, they just sold it this past week for a hundred and three million dollars. Wow. Um, what was the name of the hotel? Rally, Rally on Collins. Beach. Okay, Collins. And um, very nice. I think they bought it for like sixty-seven or seventy million. Okay. Now, if you think about that, that's a cap rate, man. You know. Okay. Well, it's, yeah, but it's a hotel, so right. You got to go in there. You got to freshen up the management, clean up the rooms, get your clientele going. That's also. I mean, I'm not 100 percent familiar with those type of investments, but you see, higher risk, higher reward. Exactly, and hotels are the most volatile um, property type. Apartments being yeah. the uh, least. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, if you're looking from an economic standpoint, the economy crashes. People are going to cut down. First thing they're going to cut down on is travel. No one's going to travel anymore. But right. people for sure, no matter what, need somewhere to live. Yep. That's why, going back to what we spoke about earlier, best investment, or best, safest investment is to buy a condo 
somewhere in Kendall. If you're from Miami, if you're watching this, if you're not from Miami, then we could we could find you somewhere else. Yeah. But you always need somewhere somewhere to live. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm kind of looking at this article right now, and they're saying that a lot of these, uh, I guess, kind of um, older couples couples are heading more urban now. They're heading, they're urbanizing, and um, you know, I guess after a certain amount of years, you know, these um, these couples just they want to forget about you know mowing the grass or cleaning up the pool or whatever, and they just. They just come here to these beautiful condominiums instead. Well, it's so easy to, to do so. I mean, like right here, right where we are right now, we go downstairs, you can walk to Publix, you could walk to the movie theater, walk, I mean, to do your shopping, Macy's, whatever have you. Right. The mall right downstairs. I mean, you don't have to get your car. It's also, could be cheaper, you don't have to pay for a car or anything like that. Right. But the rents are higher in these bigger cities. Yeah. So it, it all depends. It's a give and take, you know. Yeah. But it's very easy, very safe. I mean, as you get older, you're more uncomfortable driving. Yeah. Until they take it away from you. <laughs> yeah. Man, could you imagine, like, when you reach life and they're like, yo, you can't drive anymore. And they'll take away the keys of the G63. <laughs> <laughs> don't take those. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't think they can handle the gas. Yeah. They, they, can't, they can't afford to pay for the gas on there. <laughs> Man. Yeah, if they even have those, when, when we're about to kick the bucket, <laughs> yeah, I'll do it well. I don't know what I would do, man. Uh, you know, they couldn't handle you. I mean, you know, it's just it's just so easy to live in one of these condominiums. It yeah, is, it especially is. Especially if you're, I mean, it's cool right now that we're young. It's cool to live in one of these condominiums, but as you get older, it's also easy because you don't have to drive anywhere, and it's a lot safer to walk than to drive if you're getting older. Right, like this building we're in right now has one of the lowest, you know, maintenance fees monthly, right? And, um, you know, all I got to do is send a text to my cars at the front door, you know? Yeah. It's crazy, and it's like, I take it I take it for advantage, honestly. You like, don't even need your car. I mean, do you need to get your car and drive to Publix? Like, can no. You, can you I just walk here? No. Like I was or saying you can Postmate it, too. Yeah, Postmate it, Uber Eat it, do whatever. And, uh, but yeah, I was saying last time, I mean, it literally takes... it. It's quicker just to get on foot and get walking. Yeah, like we could have done this morning. They got the bike rentals over here. And for you guys that don't know that are tuning in from outside Miami, there's no bird scooters here. All right? We know you guys love bird scooters, but there's none down here. So um, they banned it because (laughs) it's just Miami, man. You were too wild in Miami, man. Yeah. They got got funny ideas. If you want to see parts of Miami, go. I'm going to add them real quick. At only in Dade, right? Only in Dade. The funniest videos you will see that ever happened in Miami because Miami is its own it's its own universe. It's its own world. So people just do they, the, they should make it like a fifty first state, Florida, Miami separate Miami being its own state. I feel you. There should be <laughs> so um, different. Yeah. Or South Florida and North Florida at least. Come on. Yeah. I mean, who cares about South Dakota or North Dakota where they got their own things over there? <laughs> we need that down here. I mean, I mean, so do you want to move forward and start getting people to ask us some questions? Um, I, I got a few more things that I think that we should... Um, a few more interesting articles that we're pulling up right now. Yeah. Okay. We're going to keep looking here. Yeah, I mean, there's always interesting stuff going on in real estate. I saw Google was about to... Um, they're investing $13 billion into real estate this next month. Where do you know? All across the country. 
Okay. So it's it's mostly uh, commercial spaces like office and um, stuff. But like remember, like okay, I'm a CEO, right? And you know I got you know 25 person staff or whatever, and I'm looking for a new office. Which office are you gonna look for? And and you, let's say you got like cash, you got your cash. Well, you want to purchase or to rent? Either way, whatever, whatever, um, whatever they're offering, right? But let's just say I have this office and I have a Google office. Which one are you gonna choose? Right. Yeah, it's gonna be like an Alexa office. Like it's gonna yeah. be so smart. It's gonna be, crazy. It's gonna be infi- efficient. Um, you know, these guys are putting. Um, these guys are putting offices all across, all across the country. Um, I don't think in Florida, really. I think it was mostly in like. Uh, I'm not sure why they're staying away from Florida. Like, yeah, I we got the it's... best weather down here. I think we we just. I mean, all the employees might get jealous of the employees that work in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why they don't do it. It might be the. I way. mean, I'm thinking it's gonna be like a crazy modern working space. Have you ever been to WeWork there? We I haven't been to WeWork. It's, it's a pretty for everyone that hasn't been there. It's like co working space. But what's really sick about it is that there's a bunch of couches everywhere like this. Kind of like how we're set up here. We got a couch here. Got a nice view outside. They have a really nice view right. right there, looking out over the river. They got a kitchen for everybody to use. Right. They have a conference room that you could reserve ahead to use, and then you have your own private space for your own office. Yeah. And then people get to network in there, and then they co- you could you have different memberships. So you get your own office. You could just get a little space that you and work with everyone. I think that's what they're investing in too. That's is probably the, how they're going to be. Is the co-working aspect, and um, you bounce a lot of ideas off each other when you're. When you're opening an open space like that, rather than working in your own private office or like a cubicle. Right. So for people that don't know like what co-working is, it's basically sharing um, different office spaces inside of an office structure um, on a monthly basis. So um, it's kind of like an Airbnb for offices and commercial real estate. If you really do break it down, um, so it's just... It's exciting. I'm seeing a lot of new co-working spaces in Wynwood. Yeah. Um, Brickell, obviously. Pipeline. Miami Beach. Uh, they have a location over there. And, I mean, what do you think is the common commonality of all those places they're mentioning? Miami Beach, Brickell, Doral. It's the big, big uh, city vibe, man. It's, I think, yeah, I think so. It's an urban city. People want, to, people want to live and work in the same place. Yeah, they just want to take the elevator to get to work. Right, and, and it's so easy to do so. I mean, we work... For you guys that don't know, it's on top of Brickell City Center. Brickell City Center has restaurants, it has bars, it has movie theater, it has shops, it has all kinds of things to do there. I mean, you can buy yourself a suit. Yeah, it's crazy over there. Well, I have a question to ask you that I found online. I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Question. Should seniors take the rap for the gap in home ownership by millennials? Basically asking you, should the older people, baby boomer, baby boomer generation, should they be the reason to blame for millennials not owning property right now. What, what do you think is the reason that millennials don't own a lot of properties compared to past decades of past? Technology. You think that's so? the first thing that came to my head, yeah. I think it's just uh, technology, whether that's that's shooting you further or that's pulling you back even more, right? So, that's true. You know, I just think um, either people are spending too much uh, time on their phones, not focusing on other things like, uh, you know, getting a, a better salary or um, a better way to, to make some money and then put that towards a house, right? So they don't have that big down so payment. That's, that's the good side of it. Right, right. Or, um, you know, well, that's the, that's the bad side. So people are taking their time away, spending it on technology, Okay, right? I see. Then you have people that are 
maximizing their efficiency and capitalizing like us, we're on we're trying them. to capitalize. Right, right. We're trying to use it to our advantage, this technology okay. thing. And so um, that's, that's where I think the difference is, is uh, technology between generations. That's the only thing that comes to my mind. If you really think about it, you know, it wasn't the music. Well, it might have been the music. <laughs> um, you know. I mean, another thing that I'm thinking about right here, it's a common thing with a lot of my clients is student loan debt. Okay, I yeah. This before. That's another thing for sure. But I think that that could be something in there. But they were trying to blame it on the older generations by saying that, I guess, I'm not sure the older baby boomers were trying to put down the millennials, but I know a lot of millennials that own property, so. Yeah. So it's possible. It's possible, exactly. But yeah. the thing is that I feel like the dream of being an American, like the American dream, isn't yeah. so much surrounded by owning your own home anymore. Right. So, I mean, that might be a factor in it that people just aren't, people aren't just saving up for that 25% down payment and they put it towards something else. But, Something that's very cool about home ownership rate is that I saw it that homeowners on average in the United States are forty four times have forty four times the net worth of renters. That's crazy. So, so that shows you something. Forty four times. Let's repeat that. Forty four times the net worth uh, that a a owner of real estate will yeah. hold compared yes. to a renter. Compared to someone that does not own property and rents their property. It's crazy. That's a great number. Yeah, I mean that's enough to wake your eyes up. You know. Yeah, that's that's a that's a big jump. Yeah. I got I got a question for you. Okay. What happened to Sears, man? You know what Sears is? Yeah. Of course I know what Sears is. <laughs> so but, they filed for bankruptcy. But I haven't heard about Sears in a lot of years. They got the worst marketing team of all time. We're just gonna talk about them really quick because <laughs> I don't think I don't think they'll be a lot around here much longer. But I think it's cool how they kind of they're coming back like slowly. So they basically uh, they filed for bankruptcy. Okay. A lot of people think like, oh, bankruptcy, that's it. Like, that's it. Well, there is two kinds. There's one that's it. Like, here's all the assets. And then the other one is, all right, let's take this. Let's they're move kind of this. restructuring. Restructuring. Um, they have to, you know, in, in business, it's adjust or I think die. I think their biggest, yeah, definitely. I mean, all the original four, uh, those top 500 companies, or right. the four 500 companies, yeah. they no longer exist. Yeah. I think there's only a very small percentage that still exists. So they were the top 500 companies in the world, and now they no longer exist from yeah. the original list. That's because you either adjust or you die yeah. in business, and that's just how it is. I mean, the biggest problem I think that Sears had is that, what do they really do? I don't even know what they do. <laughs> okay, so what do they, they sell it? Okay, there? so they had, they had the, uh, you had the tools, and you had the, uh, the lawn maintenance stuff, right? So tactical so things. So like Home Depot. Uh, right, a little bit less, no lumber, anything okay, like that. Okay. But like, uh, I don't know about the plumbing situation, but tools and like things around the house, right? Huh. And then they introduced clothes, and the closing failed. So now they've restructured. They've they've closed over like three or four hundred um, of these retailers, Sears, and um, they're focusing on tools and tactical things around the house, which I think is smart. You know, it takes a lot of a lot of guts to say, all right, we'll file for bankruptcy, try and beat this e-commerce re- resolution that is ultimately going to put you in your grave. But in the short run, hey, let's focus on this. Let's try and get as much money back as we can and um, do our best. So I think it's, I think it's kind of you know, super cool of them to say, all right, let's, let's do this on a smaller scale and see if we can get back up. I mean, I, I wish them well. Right. But the thing is that I think they were trying to do too many things at once. I mean, you're doing appliances, you're doing home stuff, and then you try to push clothes at the same time. I mean, yeah. you some groceries in there too. <laughs> you're trying to do everything at once. You can't do everything. You got to focus. You got to yeah. at least start with a small niche. Have everybody know you for something. I don't even know what they do. I just heard of the name of Sears before. Yeah. I I have associated. You could buy clothes. houses at Sears. 
Houses? Yes. I recommend using pre Pre-manufactured <laughs> houses. Buying them from Sears, man. Oh, okay. I see. Like mobile home kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. But so like, you still got to buy the land. Isn't that not. crazy? They used to be all over the place. Yeah, they were trying to do so many things at one time. They were trying to kill the entire market. Like we said, man, motivational of uh, today is find your niche, specialize yeah. in it, attack it, demand it. I mean, advice that I have for everybody that's starting off a business is you can't do everything. Yeah. I mean, for example, me. Um, I do real estate. I could do mortgages. I wanted to do it. And I could be making the money off the real estate commission and the mortgage commission. It's a conflict of interest at but that point. The thing is that you want to you network with people. I want to send my clients to specific mortgage brokers right. so they can send me clients back. Exactly. But, and then I do it with a lot of people. I do it with a marketing company. My marketing company sends me a lot of clients because I do all my marketing with them. And that way, I mean, I kind of share the money around and they also pass it back to me. They refer me people. If I did everything, which I could do, it would take me a lot more time, but it just wouldn't, I wouldn't be perfect at all of them at the same time. And I still wouldn't get a lot of clients from anyone because I'm not talking to anybody else. I mean, you can't do everything. Right. Yeah, I feel you. You got to work with other people so they can work with you. Exactly. Yeah. I I met a person who's um, an agent, a loan originator, and a lawyer. Okay, so he does. He wants to do the mortgage. He wants to find you the house, and he wants. To, how do you even have time for all that? Yeah, I really even, don't know. You can't even be an expert in all three. Exactly, that's the thing. You can't even be like, oh yeah, that's my specialty. You can't because you do all of them. Yeah, and you can't. I mean, no one has the capacity in their brains to be an expert at all three. Yeah, just can't do it. Focus on one thing, maximize it, and then. And people want to work with you like that. Like, yeah, if they know that you do everything, no one's gonna want to work with you. Right, because you can't send them anything back, and that's what people want at the end of the day. They want referrals. They want to. They want their own clients. They want you to send them clients because people need money to pay their mortgage. <laughs> right. Yeah. Should we move on and answer some yeah, questions? Let's go live. Let's go live. It's time to go live. So all of you that don't know, not sure what what media you're listening to, but we're recording this on video. It's going to be on YouTube. Yep. And then we got this as a podcast as well. Yes. We're going, and now we're adding. On it's inception Instagram of live. platforms right now. We're on this platform. We're trying to confuse you guys. <laughs> and we, we get so excited to go live on Instagram yeah, because we, live. we never go live except for on the, the podcast, really. Yeah. And it's this kind is all of, being recorded. It's kind of fun. Here, I'm going to get these glasses here. Uh, and then we got to re-explain this when we actually go live. Okay. So we're checking the connection now. Give me a second. You're live. We're live. We're live. If, if you guys have any questions, we always post on our Instagram when we're about to go live or a rough estimate before. Hop on, send us a DM anytime during the week. I'll try, we'll try and save it and then bring it back up again um, on Instagram. Okay, so we got, let's wait for a couple of people to start rolling up in here. Yes, so sir. Let's scoot over here. All right, I'm so moving locations. Here we go. Move locations. Oh, man. Okay. We have all these uh, nice tripods that we got here going on here. Okay. Hello. Hey, How are you guys doing, man? We're waiting for a few more people to roll in here. Yo, let's go, uh, let's go landscape Let's go here. landscape. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here, let's tighten this up a little bit. Here, I'm the, uh, the, the tech guy so far. Yeah, I'm the this. tech guy. Sorry, guys, if you can't see it. Sorry. Yeah, technical difficulties. I here mean, we go. We got... Okay. We are very live right now. All right, let's move this down. All right, so all you guys that don't know, me and Chris started a podcast called Real Talk. Real Talk. Okay, we're doing a podcast, but we also have a video recording this right now. We're just starting this off. We're getting our feet wet in technology, really, because we didn't know how to use a camera until today. Yes, just fired up the camera today. <laughs> She's working great. 
I mean, if you guys want to see our setup, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty yeah, proud of show them the setup. If okay. anyone's got any questions about our setup, hit us up. Okay. We only okay. know so much, but we'll try our best. And then we got the mics on, like we're some type of rats. You yeah, know? <laughs> we're mic'd up. Okay. Nothing much. Uh, we don't got that many people rolling in today. Maybe the weekdays are busy on Instagram. Not sure. Let me just wave to these people. Anthony's here. Tiffany. Uh, like Mike up there. Okay. Looking good, everyone. Yeah, so, I mean, do you guys have any questions? About, Send us some questions. About, you know, how to, about real estate, about our company, about our podcast, about the view in the background. No questions. Okay. Nothing so far. Yeah, nothing's, nothing's doing right now. There's only three, three people in here. What up, what up? Okay. Got, got a little bit more action last time. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought our content. We're trying new things though. We're trying it on a Saturday instead of a Friday. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's all about you know testing things out, seeing which things work and which things uh, which things don't. Yeah, you know, we're, we we gotta go back to doing this on a Friday. <laughs> I guess. Maybe no people action. are doing less on Fridays. Yo, Anthony, you got a question for us? I know you got a question. Okay, yeah, like, ask us anything. You're like a question type of guy. <laughs> Tiffany, you got a question? Let's see who's still in here. Okay, Anthony's still in here. Anthony, come on, give us a question, man. Couple people. Uh, let's see who else. Diane, give us a question about real estate. I know you're curious. You got some type of flag there. I'm not sure what country that is, but we can help you out. We are live. Oh, only one person in here right now. Damn. <laughs> okay. We're, we're, we're trying our best this people time around. Not liking us, I guess. All right, let's just... You know? What else is going on, Julian? What what else do the people want to talk about? What do we got here? Let's see. So we talked about Sears. Okay, we got you got a couple people rolling in here. Pay less shoes, are you kidding me? Bankruptcy, man. Okay. Oh wait, hold on. Why are we getting so They need to restructure. Right here we okay, go. People are coming in now. Ask us some real estate questions. Or any question. Any question. Any question you got, ask us. Yes. Send in some waves. So you got more people. Yep, that's some what I'm talking hearts. about. There Send you go. Hearts. Yes. Okay. Come on. Paola, you want to ask me a question? Vanola, 88, you want to ask me a question? Everyone is informed. Okay. Paul, <laughs> everyone knows everything about real estate. <laughs> they don't want to know anymore. Jake Carter Martin, you want to ask us a question about real estate? Just one. Not about my personal life. Come on. <laughs> Anything, anything you guys want to know? Nah, they're not interested, man. They know, they're already informed. They know about all the topics and whatnot. I guess so, man. Yeah. Give it a little bit more time. I guess there's no need for us anymore. You may as well <laughs> retire, give yeah, up. Yeah, man. They VR, don't know everything. VR is cutting in on our, uh, on our stuff. He's in here right now, man. Okay. Ask us anything. You want to ask us anything? Ask me what I have for breakfast. Nothing? No, okay, no one no one cares about what I have for breakfast. Yeah, wait, hold on. It was a ham croquetta, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, do not share that, please. Discard. What the fuck is that nigga? So... We're going to try and go live again? Yeah, I think so. Like, send out like the earlier again. Alright, we're going to go live one more time. There we go. Okay, now we're going live. Here we go. One more time. Let's see how we're doing. Okay. Anyone out there? 
We're telling your followers that you've started a live video. Next time we're going to organize some questions before. Yeah, we're going to have people send questions throughout the week, I guess. Yes. That's that last time we did this. We had a bunch of questions rolled in. Yep. Hey, Jeff, how you doing, man? Perfect. Right. A couple people. That's her mom. Nancy, there we go. Anthony Venezuela, Valenzuela. So what we're doing now, we're doing a podcast, and at the same time, we have a video recording us speaking, and right now we're on here because we want people to ask us questions, any questions you have about real estate. Any questions. About us. Or business. About our company, you know, anything. I mean, this about the stock market, too. Hello. Ves. The Casanas. Hi. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, thanks. A lot of the people are rolling in right now. It's looking Tiffany's good. Tiffany's back. Okay. Hey, send us some, send us some waves you here. Okay, so we're getting mad people coming. Yeah. In. If you have any questions about real estate, you can give us give us an, a question. Okay. Yeah. I know Anthony Valenzuela has a question for us. Anything. Hi, Julian. Hi, Vanessa. Vanessa. How are you doing, Vanessa? You have a question for us? Do Me you need Chris? real estate questions? I, ask us ask us any question. We'll be happy to answer it. I know you're typing right now. Jeff, if you're still in here, do you have any questions to ask us about real estate? I know you're also in real estate as well. We want to get that answered for you. Uh, you should check out our podcast, by the way. Yeah. That we're going to get done. We answered about how how millennials can get started investing in real estate because they're not really, they're not 100% sure how. So that's a big deal, I think. It's exciting. I had that question asked uh, by uh, one of our, our good viewers. Uh, his name is JD. JD, if you're hearing this, we love you, man. Definitely, man. Keep flying. Keep flying. Okay. Oh, look. What do you like about real estate? What do you like? Ask from Vanessa. About real estate in general, I like working in real estate because I like making families' dreams come true and putting them in a nice new house. I like investors' dreams coming through, making, I mean, helping them get residual income all the time. I mean, I close a lot of deals helping investors keep making three, four hundred extra dollars a month. I like all about it. I like negotiating with people. I like right. bringing down prices. There's nothing better than getting a buyer's, <laughs> <laughs> a buyer's offer. Acceptance. Exactly. How about you, Chris? What do you like about what it? What I like about real estate, I just like the uniqueness of it. You know, I think um, a lot of properties are unique from one each other and it's cool putting those apart. Um, you know, of course, one of my dreams one day is to build um, real estate. So I think, I think um, it's cool to just uh, be a part of the whole process now uh, and the buying and selling uh, portion of it and um, learning everything that I can and um, you know, capitalizing on it and meeting so many cool people. You meet so many awesome people through real estate um, that it's it's honestly exciting. So what else we got? I'm seeing we a lot got of- a question from Jeff there. Tell me about how Instagram's platform has helped make your business better. Okay, well, for me personally, I get, I do a lot of Instagram marketing with, I work with different companies. I know Jeff does it all the time. He's been leveraging himself a lot. I, yeah. I like to post often. I don't know how many, well, everyone here follows me obviously. But I post often about about real estate, and I've met a lot of people on there. I've met a lot of new con- contacts, a lot of connections, people that I've actually closed deals for that I've met from Instagram. Right. It's not just a bunch of scary people. That <laughs> it's not like online dating. Exactly. <laughs> you can actually make real life connections on here. I've increased my income from using Instagram. Yeah. To leverage myself. Yeah. 
I've had a lot of great relationships that I've met through Instagram. And, um, you know, one of the big things that we talked about today is um, actual uh, acquisition cost of customers. I don't think you can find any lower cost than on Instagram or Facebook. So I think um, it'll be like that for the next year and it'll get more expensive. So right now is the time to um, take advantage of it. Definitely, because Zillow, you can pay for leads and stuff, but your price per lead is sometimes even $100 per lead. Yeah. Like me and Jeff actually met through Instagram. Right. So I like you saying, there you go. Right there. He's very excited. Boom, Jeff. We, we were actually about to go in and a deal together to flip a property. There you go. Uh, we came very close to making a deal. It just didn't work out for all of us. But, but, other deals could happen, and now we know each other. Now I know these are present me offers like that in the future. Yeah. Uh, we, I know we have a couple more questions. Anthony Valenzuela, I went to high school with Anthony. Uh, how important is networking for real estate? Super important. You like to network more than me? You can answer that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's really important because um, you, with real estate, it's kind of interesting. You need, uh, you need. Um, a team to work with, right? So you need uh, a plumber for this, or you need uh, this person for this. So you need the mortgage guy, you need the title company, exactly. You need inspectors. It's all about relationships in real estate and um, how you use them efficiently. And um, I think that's really important with networking. You know, I I go out to places, um, you know, and I I just meet people because it's exciting for me, and um, you know. I, I don't expect to have a business relationship with them. I expect to have a, a relationship with them. Um, but that's that's one thing. I don't expect anything from anyone except for um, yeah. you know conversation and uh, appreciating each other. So Definitely. it's exciting. So networking is a huge thing. The way that you meet your clients is meeting up with people being groups of people that trust you. It's not just people that you know or work with. People will need to trust you, especially when you're buying a house. Right. For if there's any other realtors in here. Uh, the only reason why people work with you is because they trust you, not because of anything else really, because really, unless you're a multi-billionaire and you cut huge deals every day, buying a house is going to be the biggest transaction of your life ever, buying something exactly. that costs $400,000. You want to trust the guy that you're working with. Right. We're, I know we got another question up here. Nice. How do you see the market shifting in the next year? Don't tell time. <laughs> <laughs> next year, well... Um, in the next year, so 2019. So, I think for 20... Was she asking for like 2019? For the rest oh, of 2019. Oh, okay, for the rest of 2019. I think we'll be great in 2019. Uh, you know, the stock market's really doing good. You know, it also depends on the interest rates right now. Feds have been, um, uh, they have been saying that they're cooling it down a little bit. They so. have been. We've seen, this is the 10th, 10th month low for interest rates. Right. Which is actually speeding up the market and again. Real estate surged yesterday in the market. So um, we'll see. I think it's exciting and... Uh, you know, there's no need to worry. I think we're going to be doing well. Yeah. Uh, people people are still able to afford to pay their mortgages. People always think about an economic crash. But the reason the economy crashed was because people couldn't pay for their mortgages. They weren't qualified right. to actually buy. And let's just... So checks. Now there's a lot of checks and balances to get right. qualified. And uh, the underwriting has changed a lot. So one thing that we need to make clear is there will never be another 08. There will never be another crash like that. You might, see, you might see a price correction, you know, of uh, 10, every market, 10 to 12 percent, right? But I mean, um, back then in 08, you know, if we were just a little bit older and we were around that, I know I saw, I saw a lot of it happen and I knew what was going on. But if I actually could use my business skills towards that, I think um, I would have, you know, appreciated 
the economy a lot more and, and not taking it for um, as much as uh, for granted, you know? Yeah, definitely. Okay, Vanessa asked us another question. Are we in a buyer's market or seller's market? I think right now, it depends on what you're looking for to buy. Right now, I still think that we're in a seller's market, uh, especially for for middle priced homes. Yeah, I something agree. around four to five hundred grand. Yeah, three to five hundred grand. Uh, we're still in a seller's market because they're still able to get buyers paying that that amount of money easily. I mean, stuff for multi million dollar deals. Yeah, we're in a buyer's market, but that's how it's always been. Not everybody walks around with three million dollars that they're able to finance. Right. Now for the ultra luxury, I'm talking like five to ten million plus. Yeah, yeah, I hear it's doing pretty well, you know. Um, so it's it's all about the, uh, the which section of the market you're kind of. There, there are ups on. And, there's there's ups and downs, but you can't wait for it to be the perfect market to buy because you never know what the perfect market is. Yeah, everyone now can look back and say, "Oh my god, I wish I would have bought a house in 2009." But right, but I mean, it's hard to see when you're actually in the crash. Is it going to keep crashing more? There's never a perfect time to buy. So if you're going to buy, you got to buy right now. Yep. And we just got to make a deal happen where, where everyone's happy. Where are you getting most of your new clients? Most of my new clients are a combination of... I'm going big on social media right now. So that's, yeah. That's a big social media number of them. But I've been networking with a lot of higher net worth individuals. There's some of them I meet from social media. Some of them I don't. Um... But just talking to more people, yeah. uh, going to a better gym, going to better restaurants, talking to the bartenders, all that kind of stuff. Better seats on the plane, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Better seats at the heat games, you know? Uh, that's, that's where I get most of, my, most of my clients from social media and from just networking with them in person and talking to a lot of higher, higher net worth individuals. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so, I mean, if anyone has any other questions, we'll be happy to answer them. We've got a, we got a few seconds left. Uh, about a minute left to answer some more questions just so you guys know uh not sure when you guys tuned in but we're doing a podcast yes a video so this will be on youtube we also have the just the audio format on anchor uh we have it on breaker we have it on google podcast spotify, spotify. um you know, hopefully if iTunes hears this, put us on there. iTunes hasn't approved us yet. I guess we're not friends yet. But I go turn by turn in my iPhone. Come on. Anyone else has any other questions? We get to it. Oh, Vanessa, Martin, how you doing? I'm, I didn't recognize your last name. <laughs> we, we are going to close Steve's deal soon. <laughs> Do it. Kevin, how you doing? Let us know if you have any questions. I'm going to go ahead and close out on Anchor here. Okay. Anchor, thank you guys so much for listening in all the way to the end. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, got a little bit of information out of it, and uh, join us for uh, next week's podcast. This is Chris Rubey. This is Julian Chavez. This is Real Talk. Have a good one, guys. You too.